1: welcome to another episode of Speaker Success Podcast. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Now, according to our guest today, designing what to talk about is an art and a skill because you want to know your overall goal from what you want out of the exposure before you even figure out what you want to say. So whether you're comfortable with speaking or not, there is a great way to get comfortable so that you can make this one of your top marketing strategies now if you're doing speaking presentations already or even if you've never done a single one this interview that we're going to talk about today is really going to give you some fresh new ideas to get you started speaking to be prepared to get more speaking gigs and to generate a lot more leads doing it now joining me on today's show let's welcome Katrina Sauer Katrina is the Jumpstart your biz coach and she helps you to make more money doing what you love. She's the creator of the Jumpstart Your Marketing System, a dynamic, tell it like it is speaker and author of the book, Love Yourself Successful. Now Katrina has a no-nonsense approach to showing entrepreneurs how to develop consistently profitable businesses, implementing proven marketing and business strategies. Plus she kicks you in the butt, gently I'm sure, to get it done as well. So she's got 30 years experience, wow, in sales in business and marketing and she speaks to groups of all sizes and holds live trainings events annually. So we're really honoured to be able to have uh, Katrina share her insights. Now specifically, on today's show, Katrina's going to talk about how we can craft our talk so that it's easier to remember with less notes or wordy PowerPoint slides. Death by PowerPoint, I think, is something we all want to (laughs) avoid. Um, She's also going to share with us how to monetize our talks, our presentations and our appearances, both online and offline, as well, how to know when to sell and what to sell and for how much. I mean, that is going to be a topic I'm sure we're going to dive deep into today and to which group and why it matters and and so much more, I'm sure. Welcome to the show, Katrina.
0: Hi, thanks for thanks for having me.
1: <laughs> this is such a I think an important topic for for women and I know before we pressed record there's so many incredible women with incredible gifts and talents and a message to share yet we're hiding because we uh, we think that we're not good enough to get out on stage, not good enough to present. And often we get stuck in comparison with what other incredible women are doing too. So I'm really glad you were going to chunk this down uh, to talk about how best to prepare so that we don't feel like we need to look at our notes all the time, right through to monetizing at the back end so that we can really start to generate great results from the speaking that we do. So let's dive in. How to craft our talk so that it is easy to remember. This is hard for many of us. We often want to have words there and, and, and guidance, but that can often be. Um, Uh, a a leaning that uh, detracts us from really sharing our message what insights can you share today
0: yeah well I tell you when I first started uh, doing doing speaking in general I had little note cards you know like index cards um, because I was scared to death of powerpoint (laughs) and and then I've heard stories about when you bring your powerpoint and then the power doesn't work or the projector doesn't work or they Mm -hmm. don't have the right plug or or whatever, you know, so then I'm like, oh my God, if I rely on my PowerPoint, then I'm screwed if yeah. something happens, you know, and I'm like, ah. So I had to learn how to do note cards and mm-hmm. then wean myself off the note cards. And uh, I did slowly embrace PowerPoint. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but I'm one of those people who kind of puts way too much stuff in a slide and you're not supposed to do that, right? But that's yeah. what I did in the beginning mm-hmm. to also help me. Uh, design, uh, remember the talk, right? And I had like a signature talk on the three simple steps to attracting clients and making more money in your business. And I couldn't remember the three steps (laughs) in the the beginning, right? Of course, now I could probably do it in my sleep, Mm -hmm. but, (laughs) and I do sometimes. Um, But so really breaking it down into an outline. Mm -hmm. I know I'm a visual learner and not everybody is. Some people are different kinds of learners. Mm -hmm. So figure out what works for you, but it could be like a flow chart. It could be a, um, like a, I think I envision a big, um, flip chart. You know, I used to, I do a lot of planning on my flip chart paper on my walls in my office. Right. So I just get out the sticky note flip charts, the big old fat pen and I'll outline stuff for myself, for my clients. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so you can outline a talk. I, I, I remember things in outlines personally because I, I'm not very systematized. So whether it's an outline or a picture or something, when you're designing your talk, um, think of three point, four points in your intro. So there's four things that I recommend people do in their intro. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's positioning their positioning strategies. So you got to position yourself like who are you and you know credibility and vulnerability be a little bit of vulnerable so they come to trust you a little bit more give a little bit of credibility now you read my bio so I don't need to Mm -hmm. go into a bunch of bio stuff but sometimes when you get introduced they don't even read your bio right Mm. they say oh well
1: just you introduce yourself yourself, or something like that." And it's like
0: (laughs) you're like oh crap I only have 20 minutes and now I have to add in three minutes of credibility into my talk right Uh, so It's good when you get a really good introduction, and uh, so you don't have to worry about that. But positioning yourself is one of the things, and it can just be a sentence or two, really. Mm. you got to position your topic. So you did that. This is for you if you're struggling with trying to get speaking and and get started and things like that. And then positioning the topic. You did that as well. You said today she's going to cover the three points, blah, blah, blah right? So that's positioning your topic. And then you always want to position your clothes. So not all of you are going to be doing speak to sell presentations, Mm. but even speak to call to action. Even if you don't have a sales presentation at the end make sure you have some sort of call to action well come and see me if you have questions or Mm. find me on facebook and friend me or come to my group on facebook or whatever the call to action is or you know if there's anybody in the audience that needs another speaker then come and see me i'd love to get rebooked or something like that it's just it could be sales it could not be sales but think of positioning that in the beginning of your talk so Mm. there's four things to position yourself your topic your audience and your um, transition to, or your clothes,
1: yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Those are great. So be... mm, I think one yeah. of the things as you are explaining that, when we don't have that in place, we need to work a lot harder in our presentation. And often we're not guiding, if you will, the listeners, the audience on a journey because they're pre-framing, they're setting up in their minds, oh, this is what right. she's going to do. And so right. they're expecting, aren't they? You, you right. almost plan to see that this is what we're going to cover today.
0: And you do need to say what you're going to cover ahead of time because people will, they will be thinking, well, she's here to talk about marketing basics or whatever. Mm. Well, they're expecting like hardcore marketing things. Well, in the beginning, if I say I'm going to cover these three things, then you don't expect me to talk about something that I didn't mention, right? So therefore you can, if I do cover what I said I covered at the end, you'll have trust with me, more trust than you would because if you expected something and I didn't cover it. Yeah. So it's very important. Your intro is very critical. I mean, it's almost more important than your content. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Because you can all, you probably know your content. You just maybe not have it as organized, mm -hmm. but if you don't really hone in on your intro and your clothes, then you're gonna not really do a good job on your talk. Yeah, you one say? of
1: the things that um, that you did really well and uh, wanna give feedback and, and get you to, to chunk this down too, because a lot of times I think some uh, speakers don't really spend time in doing this and this is how you actually preframe. And so you gave us um, not only what you're gonna talk about, but in a way that is really gonna add value there's a real benefit, like how to craft your talk so it's easy to remember, less notes, wordy, PowerPoint size, how to monetize your talks. So when you look using language that really showcases the value you're going to offer and that speaks to your ideal clients and their needs, that's when you really capture. So not only tell them what they're going to do, but tell them in a, or what you're going to share, but tell them in a way that really connects and has them wanting to know more. Can't wait for her to yeah. share those key points. Speak a bit Hitting more about that, that because a lot of speakers... Can struggle with that too. Yes.
0: Yes. Hitting their hot buttons. You've got to hit their hot buttons with the keywords that Mm. other people want to hear, not what you want to tell them. So a lot of people are stuck in their own wording for their own branding or Mm. own system, or they've got some language for their program that they teach or whatever. And they put that language in their talk description or Mm. their marketing of their talk, um, or even in their talk. Yeah, it doesn't resonate with people because they don't get it yet because yes. they're not in with you yet. Yeah. So you have to use their words, not yours necessarily mm-hmm. in a lot of the pre-marketing stuff. So that helps when you are trying to find speaking gigs. Mm-hmm. Also, it helps you, helps the people who are booking you market your speaking gigs. Yes. So writing a really good description, talk description, whether it goes on your website or in your speaker sheet or on your um, I, I usually use a long speaker sheet. It's not a one sheet. I usually have because I have like six or six or eight talks, right? Mm-hmm. So I put the full description in this is part of preparing to speak. It's not something as a bonus tip, bonus tip <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that when you're writing because I book speakers for my events and also for webinars and, and another meetup thing that I do. Mm-hmm. And if they don't if they aren't prepared with the talk title, short description, And three to five bullets of what you're going to learn, they need that's what you need in order to get booked in most of the free speaking worlds out there. And even the paid speaking gigs, they need those descriptions. So Mm. make sure you have that. Yeah. But going back to the crafting your talk really quick. So we talked about the intro Mm. envision your middle, right? So, I mean, your typical talk is going to have three points, right? Mm -hmm. Depending on how long you can speak for. So envision that as an outline. Okay. You've got your three points and each one of those should have maybe a story and uh, or a case study around the, you know, talking through your point, mm. and then the actual content itself, or the tip itself, or whatever it is you're teaching, right? Yes. And then you always got to remember the transition phrase. So the intro has four things. The body might have three and then there's a transition statement is all it really needs okay now that you've i've told you the three things on da da da, da, da then now i want to share with you how to take it further or what mm, to do next or whatever yes. your next step is or you know how to get a hold of me or whatever it is so that's the transition to the close and then the close depends on whether you're selling or whether you're capturing leads and that kind of leads into my point number 2 today but but, when you're thinking about crafting your talks, so you don't need as many slides. you know just build a story or put a chunk them down into four things and just try to remember those four words right positioning the your those are so important yourself, your topic, your audience, and your clothes yeah I mean, if you can do that you're going to roll right through your presentation. Just don't forget the close at the end. People give content and run out of time. Don't do that. Don't Mm. run out of time before you close. Yeah,
1: and I think that's (laughs) the most important thing too because if you've really given a fantastic overview and you've given some really great examples and stories, the people who are your ideal clients and ready to take the next step, when they're not guided to that, and we're going to talk about that in a moment, how to monetize that then, uh, we leave the them hanging don't we and and all of us are in business because we want to be of service and that's not really being of service just before we go on let's just talk about wordy powerpoint presentations what what was the greatest insight because you said originally that many years ago you put too much words in there so how do your powerpoints now look (laughs) <laughs> well, every once in a while, I'm a little guilty
0: of it still. <laughs> I must admit, I am not perfect uh, by any means. <laughs> and nor do I, I mean that if you have too many words, you're not perfect. But mm-hmm. I mean, because it just all depends, right? Yes. Um, some people, you see people in big conferences, they're taking pictures of the slides, right? Which is not necessarily good if you haven't given them permission because mm-hmm. it's your intellectual property. But um it can make some good social media shares. If you have some really good slides with content on it and branding, Mm -hmm. um, it could be good for social media. So I'm just saying, so a a good slide is like a huge picture with a statement or Mm -hmm. one reminder of what you're going to cover. Ideally one thing, and then a picture. Uh, and so that to me now, nowadays I can do more presentations that way because I know my content more. However, I do give mm-hmm. one presentation that is the marketing basics talk that I do. And it has 10 things that I t- teach. I don't necessarily go into each 10, mm-hmm. but I give a list of the 10 top revenue generating activities. Yes. And for the life of me, when I'm on stage, I can't remember them all. So I have to put them on the slide. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah. <laughs> we'll yeah. I mean, there's ten things. Come on, I can't remember all ten. I just can't. That's <laughs> right.
1: And I think, as you're explaining that, it really depends on the content. If it's adding value, yeah. if it's going to help the audience and help you to to really add, add even more value, then add it in. But if it's going to detract, uh, then you need to consider: Have I taken you know down too many words? And if you've, we're talking about signature talks, which as we all know, it's good to have those signature talks. So the more often you deliver them, the more confident we're going to. be in the content so then we don't need as many um, prompts on slides and so forth and then we can really spend time. I don't mm.
0: recommend six or eight talks. I recommend you start with one yes. and then, and then I mean, maybe add maybe, a second one yeah. within a, a year or six months, maybe. Um, and you know, three is probably good for most people. I just speak on so many different levels mm. of marketing that I can go deep on one little strategy or I can go broad. So yes. a lot of people could, but it's if you're not good at weaving and bobbing in mm. between talks like that, then don't try it. Because no, you really,
1: it's kind of like, oh, what am I wow. talking about today? Right? think, Yeah, absolutely. Right. Great, great insights. Let's now move into the monetizing because I think many of us do struggle with this. We've given a great talk. Now it's getting on to the sales end, which for many of us is the, the prickly end. So how do we start to monetize our talks, our presentations and appearances on and offline?
0: Yes. Well, I would think on and offline, seriously. Yeah. So it's because you can monetize both of them. And I'll tell you, you don't necessarily have to sell in the presentation itself. Mm-hmm. Okay. Most of my sales are actually made in the follow up after, yeah. after an event. But in order to do that, you have to get, capture everybody's contact information, right? Mm. So in person, we know, you know, we most of you probably know how to do that. It's, you know, send a, send a hat around and have everybody drop their business card in it or fill out a little form and they can enter a drawing. Or nowadays you can do a text message, text this number, this word to this number Mm -hmm. and get them on a text message list or an email list. Uh, you can send them straight to your website, but that's a little dangerous because they probably won't do that right yeah. then and there. And then you might lose them. So I always tell people to make sure you capture all the contact information and you be in charge of the follow up, but then you got to be in charge
1: of the follow up. <laughs> yes. Don't just sit and leave it sitting there.
0: <laughs> yeah. And you can delegate most of the follow up. I have a whole training on follow up. I mean, there's there's really important strategies on following up and it's not just via email these Mm -hmm. days. So a lot of times people rely on email and email is so unreliable these days. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've checked your spam folder lately, but like I would say two or three dozen people go in there every day that I have signed up for or whatever. So I know my stuff goes in spam. My own emails to myself go into my spam sometimes. Mm So spam... And emailing is very unreliable. Mm -hmm. So you've got to email to follow up. You've got to do direct mail, send a note card in the mail. I'm getting ready to send out... Uh, little St. Patrick's Day cards to some clients, um, but you you know send things in the mail, mm. and pick up the phone, yes, make phone calls, although I tell you I'm lazy too. I used to make phone calls all the time, and now it's few and far between and there's people that will actually do the phone calls for you, however, if you really mm. want to delegate that um and then follow up with them on social media, yeah. whether they're on LinkedIn or Facebook, you can go private message them and friend request them and that sometimes people will check that before they check their email Mm -hmm. and their phone. Okay. So, so number one, capture as many people as possible. So if you're in person, Mm. figure out what you're going to give away, what you're going to do a drawing for, what you're going to have them fill out for some kind of, you know, uh, free thing that mm-hmm. you can give them in person or that you'll promise to, to deliver to them online. Make sure you send them to a page where they can sign up for a free thing. Don't send them to your homepage though. That's like gets them all confused. Cause mm. there's too much stuff going on with video over here and this flashy thing over here and this flashy thing. Cause they may not actually get to the free thing that you might have buried on the bottom or yeah. whatever. So be careful where you send them, have a a specific landing page that's going to do a specific thing for them Mm -hmm. uh, and makes it relevant to what your talk is. So make sure it adds to what your, what your talk is, Mm -hmm. and then you give them a free thing that takes them there. And I can show you an example when we're done here today (laughs) of that, but do model, you know, model Mm -hmm. after what works and, and that kind of stuff works. And make sure you've you've built out those um, auto emails that go out. So mm-hmm. if someone does opt in from a radio show or a podcast and they go to your webpage and they sign up, make sure you have emails that go out that you've pre-written to guide them or give them tips or have them come to a call with you or a next step. A lot of times our next step and mm-hmm. our call to action and our monetizing is ha- happens over a phone call. Because a lot of us are selling things for thousands of dollars or even hundreds of dollars. Mm -hmm. Most people need to talk to you in order to put that kind of money down. So offer that kind of thing.
1: Yeah. And I think, um, you know, if you've got and many of us um, have that free offer, something that people can take um, online or access online and it gives them a bit more, more value, lots more value, of course, but it continues that conversation. And then what you're saying is you might follow up with them with some subsequent emails and then maybe even checking in if this is something that you're interested in in learning more or you'd like to have a conversation here's my calendar again what's the next step what's the next step if you're going to an event and it's a small event I mean obviously if there's hundreds of people there you certainly can't ring everybody but when you do ring do you prompt a, a conversation I know this is often something that's asked of me do you prompt a conversation to for them to discuss the possibility of working for you? Is that initial contact really just a nice to to connect with you? Here's some further details to help you in this particular area. What do you kind of do?
0: Well, knowing that most business owners and speakers will not call more than one time, Mm. uh, I would suggest you get everything into that one phone call. I mean, Mm. I will. I would because if they're going to listen, they're going to listen that first time initially right away. Um, because unless you for sure are going to keep on following up in many different ways, which most people don't, mm-hmm. then you can spread out the messages, okay? So be realistic with yourself as to what you're really going to do
1: mm-hmm. first, Yeah, right? And it's the so, consistency that really matters, isn't it? Um, it is.
0: Consistency is what wins the game. Yeah. It's, it's not a game, but it's what really it brings consistent cash flow, mm-hmm. consistent and frequent marketing and follow-up. And lead generation and sales processes is what brings in consistent cash flow, period, end of story. There's no, no way around it.
1: Yeah, I mean, and and if you continue to add real value like the autoresponder and you might even have a monthly or whatever newsletter, that that really, again, provides value because sometimes people need to, to develop more know, like, and trust. And then through that, of course, they can see that you're giving consistent real authority and influential messaging around your particular area of expertise to the point that they go, you know what, I'm ready to, to have a chat. But if we don't capture, as you said, those email addresses and if we put that and allow that in the hands of people, as soon as they walk out, life happens, business happens and then they forget. Even if they had the intention at that time, I need to get access to that. So uh, certainly great, great insights. Something else I know that many people struggle with and speakers too, that how to know when to sell, what and for and how much and to which group and why, <laughs> why it all matters. Let's share some insights on this
0: yes that is a messy topic because Mm -hmm. uh it it does depend on the even sometimes the actual individual group you're speaking to Mm -hmm. but if you want to hear like a general rule of thumb right if you go if you're speaking at an event whether it's live in person or online and nobody who's listening has paid to be there Mm -hmm. they haven't paid to be there or they've paid less than 20 bucks right to be there then um, and you're speaking for, say, less than an hour, right? Or mm-hmm. even less than 30 minutes. I would not make an offer of a paid offer unless it's like under $100. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you know everybody in the room, which is very unlikely, right? Mm-hmm. So uh I would go, l- I call it an easy yes offer. Mm-hmm. I make easy yes offers only when you're in person or on calls and interviews and things like that. I'd rather see someone do a free offer to a free thing and collect names and emails and full contact information, frankly, Mm. uh, and then be able to follow up like crazy and get them into something that... And then rush in a sales pitch on a 20 or 30 minute talk or even a 45 minute talk. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if there's a bunch of people in the audience that don't know you very well, or they're not invested, we call it being invested. Now if they've mm-hmm. invested 40 to $50, uh, you know, pretty significant amount for lunch, maybe even more for a dinner or $80 or even, you know, way over a hundred. Mm-hmm. Um, 40 or $50. You might be able to still get the 97. You could go up to maybe one ninety-seven, but again, if they don't know you very well, you'll get less people buying. I'd rather see you get a lot more people saying yes to your free thing. So you can follow up and monetize more of those after they've experienced you longer, uh, and then try to sell them into something, then try to sell, um, a small amount of people and leave everybody else on the table. I don't want to see that. So that's, the something to think about Um, when to offer the big thing is if you're invited to speak at somebody's, you know, three day event and they've spent at least a few hundred dollars to be there. Maybe they're paying for a hotel or they've flown in. That's a much bigger investment, right? If you're speaking at an event like that, which I hold events like that, I've spoken at tons of friends events that do that. We do stage swaps Mm. and um, you can make a bigger uh, offer at Mm. some of those events, but I still go in with an easy yes offer, something usually around 197, because mm. it's easy. People say, oh, well, that's silly. Here's my credit card. I'm just going to get it. Yes. You know, because I throw in everything in the kitchen sink, like some really like, oh my God, that's huge value, mm. right? So huge value is easy yes, low price. It's just a try you out price to get them to experience you. So start thinking about what's your easy yes mm. at speaking gigs. Of course, it's not your regular value. I don't want you to undervalue yourself. I don't want you to undervalue your pricing. Mm. But think of a try-me-out offer that you can offer.
1: Yeah. For people that may not yet have um, various products, because I guess what you're talking about, some of those lower-end offerings... It would be home study or some sort of video lessons or or something that is digital that you're not then having to spend a lot of time delivering is that kind of what you're suggesting to people it could
0: be Mm. but it could also be a live event where you're totally giving all of you right Mm -hmm. it could also be a group zoom call now right or even a teleclass training or something where you're still present and you're still giving a view And you're still maybe opening it up for Q&A and interacting with people. Um, I do two-hour masterclasses every month. And so it's a two-hour like this on Zoom. And it's all open Q&A laser coaching time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I do charge a nominal fee for it. It's an easy yes, right? But I also can give it away if I want to because I'm already leveraged. I'm already going to be there. So let's just bring in as many people as I can in any different way. So it's a great place to experience me Uh, in a coaching situation. Mm -hmm. um, And that's what I'm trying to sell, right? So always do the thing. If you're trying to sell coaching and you give away a digital home study, then that's kind of out of alignment. At mm. least give away a digital home study plus maybe a coaching call or a group call of some sort so mm-hmm. they can experience you coaching. Yeah, if that's and I think that's that's
1: really the difference and I'm glad you, you really um, detailed that because it is leverage where you do have a group, where you do have multiple people because if you were doing that one-on-one, that would just take up way, 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 way too much time. time. So, yeah. and I think the technologies that are available, Zoom allows you to do that, doesn't it? Where I love it. And I and, and and I hope everyone's seeing and, and hearing that there is real strategy and planning behind everything that you do. And I think one of the reasons, and love you to share more about this and, and probably the lot of feedback that you get from your clients, Katrina, is that when they don't have a plan, when they don't have an idea and what is my next step, what is going to be the call to action, what am I aiming to to, to complete and, and to, to achieve for me then we're, we're confused, we don't know where we're going. And that's when things become awkward. So there's a lot more confidence when we know exactly what the step is, what I'm going to offer, and where I'm going to take people to, that they can then stand in confidence and share that. Have you found that to be true? Oh, yeah. You have to have complete
0: confidence. I mean, mm-hmm. that's why I wrote the book I did, Love mm-hmm. Yourself Successful, because I saw like 60% of my clients weren't doing the right revenue generating activities yes. because they either didn't believe that they were good enough or someone was naysaying them or mm-hmm. they had a bunch of head trash or whatever. Mm-hmm. You have to be confident and then clear in what you're selling, like you said. So you have to know what you're selling. So I have like four or five different things that I typically sell on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And depending on what the person needs and what their learning style is and what they're saying to me will be what I suggest to them, Mm -hmm. you know, and I can just, here's this one. Nope. You're good for this one. And you kind of, you need to be so super clear on who's right for which, thing you offer. Mm -hmm. Um, And that just comes over time. So don't Mm -hmm. stress out if you're new to this going, Oh, not clear. You know, just go and start selling something, whatever sounds good today, and then keep evolving and creating. Don't create too many things. If you create too many things, then they're confused and you're confused and nobody buys.
1: Yeah, so. absolutely. Great, great insights. So now let's see this in in action uh by you sharing. How can people find out more about you? I'm sure you've got um, a free gift or something that you want to share with people today. Share more about. Well, of that.
0: course I do. Right? I have to show, but leave by <laughs> example. So definitely. if you go to JumpStart Speaker Training, JumpStartSpeakerTraining.com, mm-hmm. it's a free audio that talks about the six steps to jumpstarting yourself as a dynamic speaker which is a whole signature talk that I do. It's a 60-minute training um, on the six steps on getting prepared before, during, and after your talk. Now, I'm a big offline marketer, so I'm a big in-person networker and speaker, but I, ha- I had to learn all the online stuff, okay? Mm-hmm. But I come from the offline world, so I bring both of those things to the table in this program. So it's really all inclusive kind of thing on how to be prepared so that you get more bookings, you know where to get bookings, you're prepared and confident to go after them. People always tell me, uh, Oh, I have to, you know, prepare my talk first before I go looking to get booked. I'm like, No, 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 mm-hmm. you need to go get booked because. Nobody's going to book you tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to book you next week. We don't have time. Nobody has that in their schedule. They're going to book you months out. Yes. You know, if you're lucky, you might get booked in the same month. You'll have plenty of time to prepare your talk. So mm-hmm. don't freak out and go prepare a talk first, which will take three months. Mm-hmm. And you then you'll miss the wind after getting booked and the, everything will get booked for the whole year. No, go get booked first.
1: Yeah, great, great. And I guess when you we are approaching um, event coordinators and so forth, what you've said, you want to have at least a framework, what's a great title and, and one that's really relevant to the audience, but certainly with all of the, the ins and outs and all of the content, that can certainly come later. And there's nothing more motivating and, and getting you into action to create your talk when you've been booked or you've got a number of bookings. So great, yeah. great uh, strategy. Look, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been almost like a mini masterclass just speaking to yeah. you uh, today. Lots of incredible value. And uh, we're so thankful that you could join us to share that today. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you. You've been listening to Speaker Success Podcast. Brought to you by Women's Speakers Association. If you're ready to share your message in a bigger way so you can build a thriving business, get your free speaker success plan at speakersuccessgift.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.